Hey, what's happening, friends? Good evening, it's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. You know, I cut a few podcasts earlier, but I was kind of, um, I was kind of pissy, I'll be honest with you. So I don't know if I should have cheated you out of that or, you know, I should have gone to tape, you know, recorded that shit, but I, I dumped them. I dumped my, uh, those recordings. I didn't want to, I didn't want to bum you guys out. I had some bullshit going on. Similar stuff to I, to that, which I usually do. I get a friggin' um, an email at seven o'clock in the morning and it's one of my bosses from teaching. Lovely guy, just an awesome dude. And he's got the unenviable position of fielding complaints about good old Dr. O. Um, You know, I'm not exactly profane, but some of the stories that I tell that make me who I am and that I tell you and record on this podcast, by the way, none of them are, this isn't like um, I'm some sort of criminal or friggin' crazy maverick or something like that which is a term that I discussed this morning with uh, my good friend Murr. She described me as a maverick, so I guess maybe I am a maverick. But I'm no friggin' felon or anything like that. I I guess I get, I'm starting to get a little complex because, especially during the COVID, COVID-19, I call for a supernatural heat wave straight out of hell. This virus hates heat. Burn this thing. Burn. Burn. COVID-19. Blow the winds of God. Check out that channel. What the fuck, brah. WTF, brah. Sounds like this. What what the fuck, brah? (laughs) They play that before and after each of the videos that they, uh, they have on their site. They're usually like mashups. Um, so I did the Kenneth Copeland remix. Anyway, I've shared that with you enough times. Listen, I'm just trying to fucking be amused, maintain some sort of sanity through humor, and that that's all I do, you know? Um, back to the, the email I got. This guy emails me at 7 o'clock in the morning telling me that Hey, uh, you know, I just want to let you know I talked to uh, some consultant that we hired to make sure that all the classes were good. And they said that, you know, basically your class is really good and you're really knowledgeable. And um, But you, you gotta, you got to be professional. You know, the stories and the, uh, the, the pseudonyms and the, the innuendo... Listen, I never fucking said anything. I'm, not, I'm certainly not dropping F-bombs. I'm speaking more frankly than anywhere else on this podcast. This is my fucking territory right here. And if I, this is how I'm going to talk, you know, what you see is what you get with me. So I would never say anything to disparage anybody or to make anyone the butt of jokes I teach an anatomy course, all right? 
it's a lot of dry, factual information that students need to digest, and it is my challenge to make this interesting. I like to appreciate, for, for my students to appreciate it like I do. And so, I tell them stories. You know, I tell a little bit of story, I spice it up a little bit, uh, I talked about some of my mild infractions in the past. Apparently, listen, I, 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 I am definitely on the radar with this now, so if I am able to continue teaching, I will rein in some of my, you know, some of my jargon, but I honestly feel as though any of the stories that I tell or any of my mild, uh, profane slips or potty talk, that it, it is it is nothing that adults can't handle. I certainly would never regard anybody with this language or this, uh, you know, the stories are never at anyone's expense but my own. My most recent infraction is that I'm teaching the urinary system and urinary system helps to help helps us to reabsorb and recycle fluids and electrolytes and maintain the pH and filter the blood and it's a really cool system uh, the kidneys at the center of it and it's interesting and so it has to do with hydration and so fluid electrolyte balance is very important well it's it's uh, seldom more important than when you are a United States Marine and you are out on patrol and you got to stay hydrated or you're uh, humping a pack, meaning you're hiking with uh, weight on your back, 60-ish pounds plus weapons and ammo and mortar tubes and base plates and all kinds of shit that people don't even understand. But I want to let them into this world and my experiences color my entire, my every action, right? So... I am telling a story, I revert into a story about the urinary system where in the Marine Corps we had to hydrate big time. So we would push water, push water, and we would hike in the, and the heat and the sweat and the gear and the pack straps digging into your shoulders and you didn't want to fall out, meaning you didn't want to go down as a heat casualty because if you overheated, you could sustain a heat exhaustion or heat stroke, which would tweak your hypothalamus, which is a very deep, central, crucial part of your brain that helps to regulate thirst and hunger and uh, hydration and so many other important things. The hypothalamus controls a lot. So, the word was, and the reality was, that if you were to go down as a heat casualty, there's a corpsman or a medic essentially attached to every unit, and he would scurry over if you, if you fell out as a heat casualty and you were expressing symptoms of, um, of such, potentially heat stroke, you could freaking blow your thermostat, your hypothalamus, anatomically correct, and he would check your, check your core temperature by sticking a glass thermometer in your anus, also anatomically correct and clinically relevant, and will make you remember the urinary system and the importance of hydration forever. So every Marine who and warrior who ever served 
understands the importance of hydration and how quickly dehydration can occur and a, and a uh, associated condition called hyponatremia where you lose sodium and water. You need both the electrolytes, the minerals, sodium, potassium, zinc, manganese, all these trace minerals that are in your system. We need that, okay? That's why they give you, in the form of an IV, saline solution. It's water and electrolytes accompanying. So, this corpsman is going to stick a glass thermometer in your anus, pulling your freaking camouflage pants down over your knees, and they're going to covertly, but, you know, and sometimes overtly, stick a... What is more overt than getting a, a glass thermometer in your anus? Or, I don't know if it's glass, but it goes in your ass. They want to check your core temp, because if it's elevated, you could have tweaked your hypothalamus, and thereafter, you would be no good to the unit because you would be susceptible in the future for a heat injury. So we can't let that happen, can we? So in this case, real quick, and I might have told this story before, we were in Okinawa, Okinawa. we were freaking hiking out, it was maybe 12 miles, six miles out, six miles back, rolling hills, blistering heat humidity out the anus, we're humping. We're on a forced march. The commanding officer's pushing us, pushing us, pushing us. We go out six, we come back, our feet are burning, we're freaking, you know, hurting big time, and there's maybe a hundred guys in formation. He's pushing us to see how hard he can push us, the pawns on the chessboard. He's seeing how hard he can push himself to the point where we come back to the to the company area, to our barracks, which is like a big rectangular dorm, basically. He pulls us up in front of us, all marching one in back of the other with all our gear, miserable, fucking dehydrated. And rather than stopping at the barracks, he kept going around this little quarter-mile circle and going and going and going like he was trying to fuck with us, trying to push us, trying to mess with our mind and our body. And you know what happened? Rather than killing us young bucks and pushing us to the brink, he falls out. Falls out literally. Goes down. He's listless. He's expressing symptoms. And they gave him a friggin' borp. They hit him with a silver bullet, the anal thermometer. Checked his core temp. And he was unable to serve in an infantry unit after that. Unable to command an infantry unit. Which served his ass right because he put us all at risk to the point where he put himself at risk. So this is a story that I just told you took almost 10 minutes to tell. And I related it to the anatomy. That is real, okay? So I'm getting shit about this at 7 o'clock in the morning. Well, of course, I stew on this for an hour, and I get to the office right before the first patient, I send him an email back and say, listen... I can't promise you that I can, because he's told me about this a few times. I can't promise you that I'm, you're not going to hear about my, my stories or my humor and that somebody's not going to take it the wrong way. I mean, I am prepared. Even though I love teaching, I don't want to hear this shit anymore. Like, I'm a 45-year-old man. You know, I am adaptable. 
I'll try to clean it up. But if it's a deal breaker, you know, I'll just walk away. If you got somebody who wants to teach a politically correct version of A&P and, you know, you want to go with them, then do it. So that pissed me off. So my friend, so uh, coincidentally, this, uh, this morning my friend comes in and she's, we're talking about various subjects and she uh, describes me as a maverick. And I almost took offense because I'm starting to get a complex about the way that I behave. Like, am I, has the pandemic done something to me? Have I always been like this? You know, I have people that say that they appreciate uh, my stories and this podcast. Um, you know, I know I don't have a shitload of lister, listeners, but I enjoy this. It's a stream of consciousness. At the very least, it's honest. And, you know, it keeps me going. I can express myself, maybe a little self-talk, self-therapy. So, that's where I'm at. And uh, I'll leave it at that. My friend calls me a maverick. I get a little complex. I'm like, what do you you mean maverick? And she meant it as a compliment. Um, You know, like I think outside the box. I'm not afraid to uh, get creative with things. You know, life is handing us lemons lately with this uh, pandemic. It's fucking people up all over the place. Either we can let it mess with us and change us and destroy us, or we can find ways to to drive on. And that's that's who I am. That's what I the type of person I want to be. And so. I mean, I think being a maverick is good, but my wife said something over the weekend. I said, we're talking about um, family and this bullshit time and all this stuff. And I said, you know, we had mentioned in the past, discussed the notion of communal living. And I, specifically with their, with her cousin and family, I thought that, you know, we get along so well. I could live, we could all live together. Each family take a floor and we just live happily ever after, everybody loves one another, support one another, and she said, oh, I don't know if you could do it, because Chris is a, uh, he's very fastidious, like, he likes things a certain way, and everything's neat and tidy, well, I like things neat and tidy as well, but not, uh, like, not if I don't have time, like, I, (laughs) you know, like, I do a lot of shit. As a result of that, I guess maybe I can't do everything well. Sometimes I feel like that. I've mentioned that. Like, I friggin' Dr. O, Professor O, times two universities, um, woodcarver extraordinaire, boot camp guy. Like, I try to do all this stuff, and I love it. And I love that there's kind of like a, a renaissance man sort of thing going on there. Now, I don't do it because of that. But I, I am interested in different shit. Sometimes to my detriment. But, uh, you know, so that was a little snippet. This has been happening to me lately. It's been fucking with my head. And so, um, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't fucking know. Here's a funny story. Let me switch gears. Funny story from this weekend. Just in, crazy. First of all, this fucking Jacoby's witnesses left a, a handwritten letter. Very nice. 
you know, this poor woman's like, oh, well, I've stopped by a number of times, but now the, the COVID-19 will not allow me to do that. We can't stop by, so I'm writing you this letter. I really appreciate it, but fuck yourself. <laughs> That's how I feel, because no offense, you know, you're a nice person. I've spoken to you and your husband on a couple times, but Mr. Nice Guy gets his friggin' ass in a sling, gets caught on the stoop, debating the frickin' big questions of life with the Jacoby's witnesses. They're human beings. I appreciate them. I respect them on some level. But don't come to my fucking house, ever. Secondly, and they're called, they're, they got, they're calling me, they're like, oh, dear Aaron and Mandy, the fuck are you talking about, my wife? You know, we on a first-name basis, we drinking buddies? Eat a dick. Get the fuck out of here. Next. Okay? I'm carving wood. I carved the hell out of some wood this past weekend. It's hot as balls. I'm out there in the blistering sun with chaps on and freaking saws screaming and the whole nine yards. So I'm out there. That fucking hurt. I'm out there. I turn around through a cloud of freaking cedar sawdust and screaming freaking saws. Who is there? There's some guy in a red truck pull out, you know, driving by. He's going to seal driveways. He says, hey, uh, I don't know if you want your driveway sealed. So while I did this one about a month ago, of course, it's covered in sawdust and blemish, blemishes from my wife K-turning in the middle of the freaking driveway. And so there's all these little scuff marks in it. So he's like, oh, really? Oh, this has been done? Like making a remark about my my hand-sealed driveway. So he's like, yeah. And so, listen, dude, Angelo, I did this one a month ago, but, you know, my office is down in Lansdale. Maybe, uh, maybe you can do that. So I'm thinking, all right, a couple hundred dollars. I won't bat an eye. I could use the, the ceiling. It'll make the office lot look nice and fresh. I've been meaning to do it, but the last thing I want to do, I have neither the time or energy to do that shit myself. Okay, Angelo, he's got cute little kids in the front seat. They're drinking little, I don't know, Chick-fil-A shakes or something. (laughs) Hey, sir, how are you? Oh, we just got shakes. Oh, great. So, Angelo, I fucking got chainsaws in my hand, fucking carving shit. He's like, okay, I'll go check it out. I'm thinking, great. If you can, if we can check it out, we'll make a deal. You need your lines painted? Sure. Angelo, uh, the lines. I got six parking spaces. We're not talking about a major job here. He mumbles something about $75 a gallon. I'm like, what? So Angelo disappears. I keep carving. Half hour later, Angelo comes back. 45 minutes later. He says, Okay, so I saw that lot. A lot of cracks. Uh, you know, what I got is a $75 a gallon. It's really good stuff, you know, but I, I can't promise it's going to cover those tracks. $1,100. I said, uh, Angelo, you know, $1,100, bro. Are you fucking out of your mind? 
and I'm wondering if, like, I'm insane or something. Like, is this guy just fell off the goddamn turnip wagon or something? Let me tell you something, Angelo. I pay $200, $250, $300. You want to push it to that? You even say $400, you might catch me in a weak, dehydrated, uh, silver bullet moment where I'm just freaking almost in heat exhaustion and I, I might have agreed to it. I said, Angela, no, bro, no. He goes, okay, uh, how about $750? I said, Angelo, I, you know, I pay, how much, well, how much do you think? Uh, what, how much can you do me? I said, 200 bucks, bro. $200. He says, nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for, for taking your time. You know, in, in what fucking world do you think that I'm going to pay that much? Like, do I look like a sucker? I'm standing here, just like the Jacoby's Witnesses. I'll tell you, I guess I can't disguise myself. I guess the menacing, uh, sawdust-covered, beard-having, vein-popping, chap-wearing, chainsaw-wielding facade does not scare these people away. Maybe I still look like a fucking pussy sucker that I am. Not a pussy sucker, although I'm known to do that, but a pussy, comma, sucker. You want to? You think that I'm going to fall for the fucking old banana in the tailpipe? $1,100 to seal my goddamn driveway? That's got six parking spaces? What do you thought... It was because it's commercial. That must be a different rate because my pocketbook, my pockets are freaking deeper. You scumbag. So he's lucky he had his kids in the car sucking on damn Chick-fil-A milkshakes because I would have freaking beat his ass or at least give him a stern talking to. Angelo, not only no, but hell no, bro. I thought that that was pretty freaking funny. On a positive note, uh, pretty good day. Helped a bunch of people. Felt good. I have my good friend, uh, Perry, who has been helping me out at the office for the last couple months. She's done an outstanding job. She's heading back to Penn State, where she's going to be an RA at her dorm. She's a junior. She's going to be a, a future scientist, infectious disease expert, maybe make us all proud, help us out of these fucked up times. Coronavirus bullshit, right? Look at me, I'm swerving away from toads. I'm catching in these, uh, this backcountry road I'm taking on. Sometimes I'll loop around if I don't want to go directly home and sit in the driveway and record a podcast. Look like a dope, like I'm talking to myself. I'll go around these backcountry roads. What a beautiful, sleepy, area here. I wouldn't even call it a neighborhood. It's back in the country, back off the grid, where I'd like to be. Away from the friggin' uh, concrete jungle neighborhood, which I love my neighborhood, but come on. Cookie cutter houses. Um, so there's that. My friend Perry, she's a bright young lady. 
Um, I'm very proud to have had her with me. We've had a lot of fun. We've helped a lot of people. And the mission continues. The mission continues. What else do I have to say? Well, I look forward to going home. Spending time with my family. It's it's uh, our dog, Momi. It, she's 10 years old today. And what a awesome dog. I mean, this dog is like my soulmate. She's wonderful. She's a sweetheart. She's scared of everything to the point of aggression sometimes. Other people drive by, they must fucking hate her. Because she barks at him and charges him like an asshole. But behind closed doors, she is like the nicest thing ever. Fireworks will freaking drive her to insanity, drive us to insanity. Poor girl got a bullet hole put in her two weeks ago when we went up to visit my parents and this damn cutie of a uh, golden retriever bared her fangs when they were competing for a marrow bone. So she's healing up from that. I'll take her on a nice creek swim tomorrow and just decompress and work on more of my carvings, dig out from some of this scholastic stuff to try to prepare for the fucked up fall that I'm determined to, you know, succeed in. And just try to get some quality time with the family, you know? I'm looking for a good night's sleep. I'll tell you, that's one thing that uh, it is more apparent than ever. I've always valued my sleep, but I like eight hours. If I get eight hours, I'm a decent human being to be around. If I have six hours, I'm bearable. If I have less than that, watch the hell out, man. I'm not going to be at my best. But, you know, sometimes I am a little, uh, ironically, with with uh, three hours, four hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, I, it's weird, like you expect to be exhausted, but you hit some kind of circadian rhythm boost or something, I don't know, but tonight I'm going to sleep friggin' well, and nobody better wake me up before eight o'clock tomorrow morning, been listening to and awesome, if you uh, go on YouTube and type in uh, Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, as I mentioned previously, is a um, comparative religion guy, mythology dude, makes sense of consciousness and life and dreams and all this type. What is the meaning? So he, he is tremendous, and he goes back and he decodes things like yesterday he was talking about, um, as far as I got, backing up. There's a, um, there's a whole series of Joseph Campbell with, I think it's Bill Moyers or something, is interviewing him and they're talking about all these different concepts and there's a 62-part series on there broken up into segments. Some of them are five minutes, others are ten. And he, last night he was talking about um, the dragon and how dragons are always depicted, at least in Western... European dragon uh, stories always involve the, the dragon being fearsome and guarding treasure and guarding virgins and 
really things that are, um, but the dragon has no stake in the game. The dragon is there and is standing in the way of these things that are like sacred and, and desired, but it won't let you get to him. And he's saying that the dragon represents your ego and how in order to succeed, we need to slay the dragon, which is our ego, which is our me, 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 I, I, I. So check that out. Here's my family. Love and respect. <laughs>